Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Pan of the Bounty Warrior Podcast, and today is your first ever Warrior Wednesday interview. Okay, now on Wednesdays, I'm going to try to interview an individual that I believe exemplifies the Bayani Warrior uh, ethos, the mission. Of, as you probably already know, Bayani Warrior, we really try to live the life of the hero, the Bayani, alongside the warrior, someone who is resilient, that can face challenges head on, but also has a servant leader's heart, someone that's trying to give back to the community in a very productive and meaningful way. And so today I'll be sitting down with Joseph Zaleta. Joseph Zaleta is a Filipino-American, United States Marine Corps veteran. In addition to that, he is also a paramedic in New York City who is facing this coronavirus COVID-19 situation head-on. In addition to that, he is also the founder of the Black Six Project, which is a nonprofit uh, that aims to help disadvantaged individuals and hard-hit communities uh, to make sure that they get the medical assistance that they need. Um, To fuel the Black Six Project, he'll also be discussing the Black Six Coffee Company, which is his company. Company that uh, brings uh, coffees from the Philippines uh, to your table, to your cup at home, to make sure that they have a way to not just spread the Filipino culture, but also a way to fuel the mission of the Black Six Project. All right, guys, so without further ado, here's my interview with Joseph Zaleta. What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? Hey, Mike, how are you? Good seeing you, man. Good hearing from you. Uh, so, guys, uh, this is Bani Warrior Martial Arts. And this is the Bionic Warrior Podcast. Uh, on the phone with me right now is Joseph Zaleta of the Black Six Project. Uh, Joseph, I just wanted to thank you all for coming on. I know it's been a real, we've had a really hard time trying to get uh, this technology thing working, but I'm really glad now <laughs> that it's, it's finally working. So thanks uh, for taking the time to talk to me, brother. How's everything going on there in the East Coast? Uh, it's been a crazy few weeks. Uh, if you don't know, I'm up here in uh, New York City. Yeah. So we've been working around the clock in the, uh, uh, taking care of this pandemic that's been going on around here and across the across the world, actually. So it's been busy. Right, right on, man. So uh, why don't you tell the audience uh, who you are, a little background of uh, uh, your history and uh, what you aim to do, what your mission is. Oh yeah, so yeah, my name is Joseph Zaleta. Uh, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I served uh, in the Marines 2002 to 2006 with the uh, Second Battalion, Fifth Marines. My MOS was a uh, 0311. But when I got out in 2006, after two deployments in Iraq, I became a paramedic in New York City. Uh, so since then, I've been just meeting a lot of veterans and a lot of uh, EMS providers, police officers that always wanted to do some kind of humanitarian work. So we started a nonprofit called the Black Six Project, where veterans and first responders that do uh, disaster relief or humanitarian aid and just the background, uh, Black Six was our radio handle uh, when I served on my second tour in Iraq in uh, Ramadi. So I figured we pay homage to one of the platoons that I served with and sort of taught me a lot about leadership uh, and, you know, brotherhood and serving for a higher cause. So I wanted to uh, pay homage and name the nonprofit after that. Awesome, man. Yeah. And I just want, before I continue, brother, I just want to uh, say thank you for your service to this country. Thank you for the service that you're uh, providing uh, the city of New York. I'm originally from New Jersey. I got a lot of uh, family and friends in New York City. So uh, thanks for everything you're doing uh, on the paramedic front and um, everyone that's working with you. And, um, you know, going back to your history, you know, uh, speaking about your your uh, your history in the Marine Corps, your background in the Marine Corps, um, I'd like to kind of start there for a little bit and just kind of get like um, an idea of, you know, what encouraged you, what motivated you to enlist, uh, what your experiences were like, uh, you know, how that kind of 
worked, you kind of hinted at it earlier, you kind of mentioned it before, but how did all those experiences lead, lead you to the Marine Corps and how did your experience in the Marine Corps um, help you and inspire you to start the Black Six Project? Uh, so before the Marine Corps, I was pretty much, I guess, your typical Marine recruit, barely graduating high school. Uh, and because I was going into my fifth year of high school, uh, the New York City Department of Education sent me over to internship to gain more credits during the, the summer semester. So I got an internship on the trading floor at the World Trade Center. And uh, that morning of 9-11, I was being my typical lazy self, and I woke up late only to be waking up by my, by my uh, close friends. And he asked me if I was awake and if I was at work. And I was like, no, oh, uh, I had to get up. And I was like, yeah, don't bother. So a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. Hmm. And uh, the, the towers were visible from my place in Queens, New York. And I could see it smoking. And, you know, we went to, a, me and my friend went to a vocational high school in Queens called aviation. So we were pretty much like aviation buffs, uh, especially with history. So we were like, I was thinking, Hey, might've been an accident. Same thing happened uh, a little bit after world war two, where a bomber crashed into the empire state building. But as we were talking about that, that second plane hit and we were just like, Oh man, what is going on? So uh, about like two weeks later, I decided to join the Marine Corps. I've always wanted to serve my country, and I felt like to not be the victim, I had to, you know, play a role in somehow in uh, defending the nation. I didn't want to just sit there and uh, sort of feel sorry or feel victimized. So I felt like joining the Marine Corps was my way of, like, just being on the assault rather than being uh, the one being assaulted. So I went into the infantry. Of course, I told the recruit, the recruiter, get me a, uh, a position or a job that gets me straight to the front line. He thought I was crazy. So he put me in for the infantry. And then next you know, 2003, we're um, sitting in the fighting hole right on the Iraqi-Kuwaiti border and thinking to myself, all right, this is what you asked for, Joe. And of course, we kicked off Operation Iraqi Freedom. Uh, made it through, you know, a lot of uh, combat during that deployment, and then came back to Camp Pendleton, and then worked up another uh, tour. And then this time, it was uh, in the middle of the insurgency in uh, the Al Anbar province in Ramadi. So that became one of probably the bloodiest deployments out of the both of them uh that I was on um yeah just lucky to make it back and i did not re-enlist i had too many close calls and everyone said that sometime your luck's gonna run out and i had to come back to my city uh and had really no idea what to do and my navy corpsman from my platoon actually said why don't you become uh, paramedic and I was just saying hey doc I'm not that good with medical stuff so he's like hey if you put in the same amount of effort you do day to day doesn't have to be with your brains but as long as you do uh, put in the work you're gonna make it and he was right and I still continue that kind of work ethic today sometimes the brain doesn't 
power through to get the job done, sometimes the muscle or just a mixture of both. And it's that kind of work ethic that I like to bring to every project or every ideal I have. So that leads, yeah, that pretty much led me to how I decided to spin up the Black Six project. It really inspired me to uh, bring a little bit more good in what we think we've learned in the military. We learned a lot about like mission planning, uh, but we usually bring death and destruction as a Marine. But now we fig- I figured, what if we do something different uh, and we bring medical aid in the, that kind of mission planning? So that's how we started the Black Six Project. Yeah, man, I, I first heard about it. And thank you for sharing that story of your, of your background in the Marine Corps and how you got into it. Because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 34 years old. I, I'm pretty sure we're around the same age. Uh, how old are you? Real quick, if I don't remember asking. Yeah, I'm hitting year forty. I'm uh, this year. Check, got you. No, no, I understand. Like, because I figured, like, we're we're probably somewhere in the same age group, just because um, nine eleven. I was I was a senior in high school when nine eleven went down, and um, you know, I remember mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm I was in New Jersey. You could see the smoke from the Jersey side too. So, you know, that that's very mm-hmm. vivid for me as well. And you know, hearing your story it, it, of how you went to the military and, you know, uh, fought on the front lines, served our country, as well as now going to, you know, the, the, uh, the servant leader, servant hero role in your community as a paramedic, you know, really echoes what in Bayani Warrior that we're about. I'm sure you've been following us for a long, long time, but we, for some time, but, you know, we, we really try to blend that warrior ethos with servant leadership. Yes. Right? And I feel like, you know, when you speak about the Black Six Project and I actually heard about you, uh, through uh, this Filipino American Life podcast, that's how I found out about you, um, and hearing your story and hear and hearing your mission, I just really think it's really in line with what we're about. So I think this is just a great conversation that we're having. I'm really uh, honored to have you on, and you know uh, what I also want to have our uh, listeners kind of get to know better about you is you know uh, what is the you mentioned the Black Six Project, kind of what your mission statement is with that, but you know what uh, is the overall uh, mission what's the well, if you had to sum up black six project in in a paragraph what would that be uh, well uh, our mission is really to uh reach the unreachable the ones the the communities that have no access to health care live in poorer communities but then also pull the military veteran or the first responder that is looking to serve even more like past their military service a lot of veterans, when they leave, uh, they sort of have no sense of purpose. They think their glory days are over. I feel you let them serve in a different way where their skills were taught to them, but create something for better good. They find uh, a better life outside the military and they can continue uh, what they've learned and help others. And at the same time, when you leave, you, get, you are led by veterans who have experience in getting into remote communities. You have more people willing to follow and be more confident in what uh, the mission is and how it's going to get done. So overall, we want to bring the talents of the veteran, plus provide that kind of service and therapy that they've always looked for as far as uh, continued service and a place to belong. So that's our overall goal with the Black Six Project. Right on, because, you know, a lot of the military uh, friends that I have, those who also serve in law enforcement, first responders, EMS, paramedics, a lot of the individuals I've met, you know, that 
that uh, servant leadership, that 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 uh, desire to serve doesn't go away just because you may have retired from the military, just because you retired from law enforcement. I feel that individuals in those uh, fields like yourself, the the uh, the servant's heart never leaves. Right. And I think it's really cool what you're yeah. providing, because from what I've read and what I've followed, you know, you are you're 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 walking the walk. You know, and you're also as a paramedic, you're mm -hmm. in the you're in the trenches with the, uh, your, your your comrades over in uh, New York, you know, especially in this whole um, era of the coronavirus, which I'd like to kind of ask uh, you as well on, uh, further down this interview. Uh, but I just want to say that I, I, can mm -hmm. I sense that in what you are promoting and what you're about and you just hearing the words in your voice and even from the uh, off recording conversation the one that we had a few weeks ago where we we're trying to figure out this entire anchor <laughs> recording uh, software thing you know just just speaking to you for that short period of time i can see that you have a mission that is based in servant leadership and so um, what i want to also ask you now is in your role now of, in black six project and to fuel this mission um, I've also become aware of Black Six Coffee, um, and I, I'm a I like coffee. I, my wife likes coffee, so we're when I heard about Black Six Coffee <laughs> and what you guys are doing with that, um, you know, I got really excited, and I wanted to make sure my students and my following, my listeners, my audience, they were able to learn how they can learn more about Black Six Coffee. So why don't you talk about Black Six Coffee a little bit and how it relates to the Black Six Project? Yeah, so Black Six Coffee was sort of a, a idea I had on a mountain in the Philippines. Uh, we, there was a, a landslide that hit this uh, town of up in the upper mountains of the Philippines called Kibungan. And we took a small group of volunteers up there. And one thing I did not know was that coffee was being grown in the Philippines. And uh, well, for people who don't know me, I, I was born in the Philippines, came to the United States when I was four years old. So, and I grew up here uh, and didn't go back to the Philippines for like another 10 years. So what I thought I knew about Philippines, I, <laughs> I was wrong. I didn't know they grew coffee. I thought I knew everything. And I was like, wow, we're up here in this, these mountains and these, this coffee is growing and no one knows about this coffee. And I'm from the city that, you know, drinks so much coffee and I'm from a, a career that relies on coffee because we work right on four yeah. seven three sixty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, how did I not know about this coffee? And then it just like hit me like, let's take some of this back because we've been doing missions in countries that, you know, grow coffee and we have access to coffee that maybe no one else has. So we backpacked 70 pounds of this coffee off this mountain. And when I got back to the U S I was actually a, uh, aspiring home roaster at that time. So I bought it back in its uh, green raw form and I roasted it. And it, I was like, this is amazing coffee. So I went from like a medical nerd to then become like a coffee nerd. And it sort of goes hand in hand because I love science and uh, just being, having the ability to see it grow and being in these countries and communicating with the, with the, the community made me realize that coffee is sort of like the pulse of these communities. If I could, if, uh, if I learned that some co uh, communities not producing coffee well, maybe it's, you know, they may be facing something economically, health-wise, maybe it's something the Black Six Project could help with. So that's when we decided to start the Black Six Coffee Training Company.
where we import our own coffee, roast our own coffee, and uh, uh, we start our own cafe in February uh, in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And we've just been using the proceeds to further serve those communities where coffee is grown and also here in the U.S. Dude, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been following, again, your Instagram and seeing, you know, uh, your cafe and some of the posts you've been making. And so in terms of this coffee, you know, uh, from the Philippines, I'm and again, like I'm like you actually. And it's funny that you mentioned like how your your, your story of like. I didn't know that there was coffee in these regions of the Philippines. Because when you think of coffee, we think Guatemala, we think Ethiopia, we think of these other regions of the world where coffee is a little more, uh, you know, on a commercial scale. It's We know those countries for coffee. But in terms of the Philippines coffee, is there anything distinct regarding the coffee from the motherland? Is there something that makes separates it per se from, say, the, the, uh, the flavors of Ethiopia or Colombia? I, I just would like to get your take on that. Yes. Uh, well, the, the the unique thing about Philippines is that there's different uh, coffee growing regions, and they're separated, you know, by by seas compared to like living in Colombia, where it one region is separated just by a mountain, and each one has like in the Philippines has their own microclimate, so they'll have distinct flavors. But also on top of that. Philippines is probably one of the only countries that produces uh, four of the species of coffees. We have Arabica, Robusta, Excelsa, and what is the other one? Oh, the Barocco blend, the Barocco one. So there's been a, uh, the distinct flavors, like when I have people try the Arabica, the one that most of us drink uh, commercially, is that it's a lot smoother. Um, but, you know, I, I roast it a little bit different than they do in the Philippines. Philippines traditionally, uh, even traditional roasting is like really uh, roasted heavily until the oils come out. Uh, the way I like to roast it is just to like medium roast and keep most of the sugars in there. And it gives more of a distinct flavor and also tells the story of the farmer and how they process their coffee. Like, I always like to say, like, you could turn any coffee to uh, have similar taste by over-roasting it because, you know, burnt is burnt. It'll taste the same all across the board. It, you don't pay homage to the to the cow farmer if you do, you know, like your well-done right. steak. You know, you want to get that tender meat and show, like, how much work it took into, like, raising and producing that great steak. Same thing with coffee. If we just burn it, we just sort of like destroyed what they worked so hard for. So, but yeah, but the distinct flavors for Philippines, I would say is more chocolatey, more smooth. Um, and then there's the Excelsa one. And I want to say we're like one of the few co uh, companies in the U.S. that sells uh, Excelsa. It's very cherry-like, uh, kind of sweet. A lot of people who are usually uh, milk and sugar, with their coffee when I had them try it and they're like, Oh, I don't think I need to put sugar anymore. It has like a very natural sugar taste to it. So uh, it's still available on our site. If you guys are willing to try it, we get this one in from Cavite, one of the surrounding areas where the, the volcano erupted uh, earlier this year. 
So, you know, it, it's going to be harder for these farmers, but they produce some really great coffee. Dude, that's awesome. That's really cool. And I, I'm going to definitely get a bag myself. <laughs> I've been meaning to get a bag myself. And, like, I've been following your website. <laughs> I've been showing it to um, all my people. And I think what you're doing, again, with the coffee and how that's fueling your mission as a servant leader, as a hero in your community. I mean, that's that's actually something that's really inspiring, especially in these times you know, with the COVID-19 and how the country and the world actually has been impacted by this thing. And so in the midst of all of this, how has the the uh, your 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 role as a paramedic, as a business owner, as a nonprofit leader, um, how has it been impacted in any way, if it has been, from COVID nineteen and the situation that our world is in right now? Yeah, so we it it changed like quickly to like we did a complete one eighty. There were so we opened our cafe around February tenth in the lower east side of manhattan like the very almost middle of manhattan and we were, our business was starting to grow uh, i was putting a lot of hours into the cafe about six six days a week and then one day i would work as a paramedic and then uh when the pandemic hit we definitely saw a dramatic decrease in our business and uh, working as a paramedic i started seeing how this uh, virus takes uh, a hold of people's health. And, uh, you know, with our business decreasing, I just saw there was no benefit to stay open or even do deliveries because if we stayed open, people were not going to be socially distancing, even though, you, you know, offer pickup. And it was, you know, just a risk that I did not want to take, whether I infect the customer or, me and my staff gets infected, and then I take we take it home to our family. So we decided to shut down, and almost the same day we we were th- making that decision, uh, the NYU uh, School of Engineering was putting together a task force for uh, for this pandemic, and NYU, besides being uh, a edu- educational organization, they also have you know uh, a medical organization. There's a few hospitals in New York City that are under NYU, and I actually work as a paramedic in one of them. So they reached out to me because we were actually incubated in one of their uh, entrepreneurship programs. So they're asking, hey, Joe, you guys do disaster relief. Would you, what would you guys be able to do for this COVID response? And one of my biggest challenges uh, I faced as a paramedic initially was just the shortage of PPE that we were uh, facing so we're like hey is there any way we you know if you guys are engineers can you start making ppe for us we'll do the distribution we'll do the assembly just to like uh make it quicker for it to get out there so all these uh maker spaces that were in the network of nyu started cutting face shields they started stitching surgical masks together and i just reached out to our group of friends and and volunteers in here in New York City, and we had like no shortage of people raising their hands saying, "What can I do to help?" So since then, I saw that to contain the pandemic between our volunteers, we decided to do like a home delivery assembly uh, program where we had one driver drop off uh, face shields to different volunteers' homes, and you know everyone's working from home. Uh, we created a video which showed them how to assemble the face shields. And then uh, a few days later, 
we would pick it up and then we started distributing it to different hospitals. And then also on our, our food side, we, you know, with being in the restaurant business in the short time we were, we decided to uh, bring food to the front line. We, you know, feed the people working in the ICUs, the ERs, feed the EMS stations. Yesterday we, we opened up like a little coffee stand outside of three different precincts and in, in uh, New York City just served coffee, gave out snacks, you know, keep people going, the ones that are really out there trying to uh, fight this pandemic. So, you know, we're trying to do what we can through all sides, whether we're volunteering or me working as a paramedic and also all of our volunteers, mo- most of them are some way in the front line. So they have a lot of skin in what we're trying to do. So when they're off, they're helping us doing our distribution and uh, help serve food to the front line. So we're working on all aspects, but we definitely went from a barista to paramedic and then now uh, sort of like a disaster relief management within. Well, I think that's amazing. Like when you mentioned kind of that evolution of, you know, going from cafe to now using that business and the, you know, obviously your skills as a paramedic and as a, as a, uh, co- a, a coffee connoisseur, I guess you could say, um, and, and a restaurateur to help now take that and put that as an instrument of aid in your community. That right there really shows me what Black Six Project is about because it strikes me as there's a lot of organizations that fantastic organizations that help first responders, help military veterans. But I think what's unique about what you're doing is that you're taking one, you're taking the coffee spin. I think that's very unique. I don't think there's a, there's a lot of really cool veteran owned companies out there, but I think what's unique about you is that you're tying this in. Again, it comes back. I, I'm gonna be it sounds like I'm being a dead horse, but you're doing that servant leadership thing. And, you know, for one of the silver linings, I guess you could say, as horrible as this pandemic has been and how rough it's been for people, especially, I'm sure, in your situation, paramedics, doctors, nurses, um, you're using, you're, you're basically taking lemons and making lemonade. You're using your, your, the, the situation, there's a situation that's in front of you. And what I'm really impressed with is how you're using uh, the, this opportunity. You're utilizing this opportunity to go give back. Uh, on top of being a paramedic, and I have friends who are EMS, I have friends who are paramedics, and for you to take the time to go uh, utilize your company to help the community, I think that's fantastic, man. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. I, I don't really have a question about it. I just want to say that just listen to your story. It's just awesome. <laughs> so I, yeah. And again, <laughs> Thank you so much. Again, Thank what you. What you're doing and, and everything that you're talking about is tying into that Bayani, that hero aspect that we talk about so much in our organization and what we, we talk about on this podcast, being a servant leader, being not just a warrior, like you are and were in the military, but now you're a warrior for peace. Mm. You're a warrior for assisting others through the pandemic, helping your fellow first responders. And so in light of that, how can we, not just in Miami Warrior Martial Arts and as an organization help you, but how can my audience, how can my listeners help Black Six Project and Black Six Coffee uh, further in these times? How can we help you grow in these times? What can we do for you? Uh, right now, we're working on, we're still working on the PPE stuff uh, and then also feeding the front line. Uh, if you guys, you know, uh, want to help us out, we're, we're looking for donations to, uh, for our PPE program, on top of buying materials, we are now looking to create these uh, UV sanitizers. And not just like an hour ago, I was building a sanitizer that uses ultraviolet light that uh, we can hang in the ambulance and turn on for 
about an hour and hopefully mm. kill most of the germs in there. So we're looking for funding on that. But then also just to spread our word about what we do. Um, I know it's like we're, we're working extra hard on this on my days off. I still work on this. It's mostly because, you know, this is like our city. We've mostly been like doing our missions overseas, but this is like where it's, it's close to home. But then another thing that I want most of the people who aren't in New York City to understand is like how serious this pandemic is. Um, there are a lot of deaths. Those numbers, you know, I they're, they're really high here in New York. And it, honestly, they're probably higher. They didn't capture who passed away that was COVID positive. There's just been, you know, so many deaths at home. So in the coming months, uh, I just want people to hear that wherever you are, uh, take this serious, you know, stay in place. It's not the government trying to take over your life, but it's really a pandemic that we don't scientifically don't understand yet. And a lot of doctors and a lot of researchers are still scratching their head over this. And there's some treatments out there or some signs and symptoms that don't make sense to us out there, too. It's something we've never seen before. So, you know, just like let's spare lives, stay home you know, uh, find out how you can help from home and, uh, yeah, definitely take this seriously. And, you know, hopefully you could see that we're, everyone's working so hard, especially here in New York and shout out to the people who are coming into New York to help us out. One of my Marine Corps friends from Arizona, he became a respiratory therapist and then now he flew into New York, uh, to help out. But, you know, thank you to all that, but this is a pandemic that we all have to take seriously. And it's not just uh, one of those things that we're trying to separate uh, you know, people, but just trying no, right to save that. lives yeah, that way. Again, I, I, I see, like, I have friends, again, like, I have friends in New York. I have, I have uh, doctor friends in New York, New Jersey, um, in your neck of the woods, who are really echoing the same sentiment that you are right now. It's that, you know, regardless of where you're at in the country, but I would say it is affecting uh, people, but even more so in New York City, just because I get the, 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 um, the impact it's had on New York. Um, you know, it's people need to take a lesson from that and learn, like, listen, this is a serious situation being forcing yourself to say it is a, it is a huge sacrifice to, you know, social distance and sacrifice the, the, the everyday conveniences that we were used to uh, before this. But like you're saying, and again, I'm speaking as a person who's spoken to medical professionals, my buddies in, in the medical community. This is something that we need to fight and take seriously. And so, you know, thank you so much, uh, Joseph, for doing your part in that. Um, how can we uh, reach you? How can we find you on the Internet, social media? How about you shoot that to us and uh, tell the audience where we can find you? Yeah, sure. Um, to, to, like, find our nonprofit, the Black Six Project, our website is black, the number six, project.org. And our social media handle for that is at black the number six project and then for coffee you can find us at black six coffee.org and our social media handle for that is at black six coffee uh check us out there twitter instagram and facebook all right, guys, so that was my interview with Joseph Saleta of Black Six Project and the Black Six Coffee Company. Thank you so much, guys. I really hope you guys get a chance to share this message, uh, to share the message that uh, Joseph Zaleta is putting out there, which, again, is really in line with what the Binding Warrior mission is all about, okay? So take care, God bless, and make sure to be the hero in your life.